You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hi, kids. Welcome in. It's time for another edition of Scatter Shooting. Glad you could make it. I'm Randy Renner. And I'm Jeremy Griffin. This is the show where we talk about anything. And everything. Worldly. And not always of this world. Yes. Sometimes it's way the heck out of this world. <laughs> or maybe it I is. think everything is out of the You know, I was talking to somebody the other day about one of our episodes. I really enjoyed when we were discussing the idea that we're living in an alternate future. And these mm-hmm. aliens are coming back to try to correct it. Or they're the ones that's messed it up. Yeah. I've been dwelling on that. Kind of, I think we mentioned the TV show Fringe, yep. uh, which was kind of involved in in that sort of thing in a couple of their later seasons. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, you know, I as I've told you, I am very open minded when it comes to things like that. Yeah, uh, you know, when there's really no evidence, really necessarily to support it, and really no evidence to deny it. Right. And so it's like one of those things, you know, it's like, mm, well, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Yeah. That's what's fun about it. Yeah. Right. And it's kind of like what, you know, when the report comes out, I think it's June uh, 29th, I believe uh, the uh, UFO report will be submitted to Congress. You know, that's what part of it's been leaked, uh, I guess. And that's basically going to be the conclusion mm-hmm. that we have no evidence to suggest that these sightings or these craft that we've seen are from our alien in origin are from another world and at the same time they say however we also have no end no evidence to indicate they aren't so and here's so, what's weird so if if that's i know we're paraphrasing and we haven't seen a report so right, it'll right. Be depend on you know totally how they word it but but let's say they said we have no evidence to prove that it's from another planet what evidence would you be able to have to prove that? I mean, you would have to have something in your possession right. that doesn't exist on Earth. A, a material, right? Yeah. Well, here's the other thing. What exists on Earth is what exists all over the galaxy and universe, presumably, because it's all made of the same stuff. Therefore, it probably is an alloy that you have never seen before, but the the elements are fundamental elements. As and far as we be, know. As far as we know. But my point is that would be a, an, a plausible but, statement. But see, that that would be something else. If it's something, you know, that would fall into that category, something we've never seen here on this planet before. Right. That would give you an idea that, well, you know, maybe this is... Or, I mean, you know, if you've got a little green man uh, stuck in the, in the uh, basement right. at an Area 51... Or a family of little green kids. Yeah, but and, they could uh, just be know. some Sasquatch-esque, you know, thing from that they say is from Earth. And and if it talks, and it's like, no, 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 we're from here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess my point is, is that if there's still all sorts of stuff you can say when you talk about the words evidence, proof. Right. Those are all very... Yes, they... It, you know. it, well, yeah. I mean, you know one man's evidence or proof is another man's conspiracy theory or whatever, I guess. (laughs) And uh, also today, uh, members of the House Intelligence Committee received a classified briefing uh, on UFOs. Is there a committee in the House with people who are intelligent? Yeah, it is kind of an oxymoron, isn't it? Well, I guess if it's, 
out of the mo- of the people in the house, these are the most intelligent. Then okay, but That's even kind of a still, low bar. I yeah, I mean, uh, and I you know I I, I don't know. Um, this doesn't sound. I'm I'm not. I should have looked this up. I don't even know who's on the uh, House Intelligence uh, Committee, but uh, the briefing uh, was confirmed by two sources. And it comes, uh, of course, just before the, the big uh, report, the unclassified report. And so, you know, that kind of makes you wonder a little bit. Yeah. They're doing, they're delivering a classified report mm-hmm. ahead of the unclassified report. Right. So what are they saying in the classified report that's been redacted or is not in the unclassified report because if everything was in the unclassified report why the hell do you need a classified briefing yeah exactly so the good stuff i guess is you know is or at least part of it was delivered uh today and Mm -hmm. it's a you know supposed to be about the uh you know the ufos and the now as they call them the uh, unidentified aerial phenomena that's so lame uaps no no um, no uaps and um so it'll be interesting if we hear anything from uh any of the members of of that committee if, if they come out and talk about this or say anything about it you know there are some rules of course Usually they only reply, they only apply to Republicans and Democrats can right. say whatever the hell they want. But you know, theoretically, when you're given a classified briefing, you're not really supposed to spill your guts as to what's in it. I mean, that's why it's you know classified. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, so we'll see uh, what if anything comes out of that. But uh, I know a lot of people are really interested, and it's certainly a hot button issue now with uh, all the different things that have gone on and and all of the things that seem to be out there and there's a renewed interest in all of this and so i still i'll be really interested to see exactly what is in that report yeah man i will too i will too i yeah i feel like it's going to be a letdown but oh i feel like uh, i feel like it probably will be as well um, because I, I just don't... You feel like there has to be some revelatory stuff in it, right? I mean, at some level, what's the point of any of it if you don't have something, you know? Right, but, right. If, if, like I say, if it, if it actually contains what the reports are, that it's going to conclude with, we have no evidence that supports the theory that they're from alien worlds, but we also don't have any that says they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, well what the thought? hell? Yeah. You know, we're back at square one or square <sighs> zero where, you know, there's nothing. Yeah. And which seems, make it seems like a colossal waste of time. Um, Weird that the government would do something that would be considered a colossal waste yeah, of time. Yeah, is, isn't it? Hmm. That's really strange. Uh, my hmm. son is you know, kind of into some of this stuff. Yeah. And uh, we had dinner uh, a week ago, Monday. And uh, he was asking me if I had ever heard of all of the conspiracy theories about Denver International Airport. Yeah. And I said, no. 
and he said you're kidding me and i said no i, I mean you know i don't i really actively go on just right. looking up well you're not a conspiracy, conspiracy theories right. around the world and uh, he said oh there's this there's this and there's this so i you know i mean you can google it up there's all oh, kinds yeah. of things and it is there are some things that are a little interesting and to dia's credit their pr staff uh is kind of all on board with it yeah I mean, they put out some videos oh yeah they've done you know some things now they've debunked a, a lot of it also with explanations of well here's really you know what it is like there's on the uh, concourse you know there's some artwork on the concourse and one of it you know shows these letters and you know somebody is saying well that's code for uh, the illuminati code for whatever and uh the woman is saying well actually what this is and you know when you look at it it's a it's one of those uh mining carts uh and said this here is the element for or the uh on the periodic table you know when they put you know you have abbreviations for the various elements this is the periodic table the element abbreviation for gold yeah and this is the uh, for silver which i believe gold is ua yeah that's what it or it's a you one of yeah, yeah. and uh, i think well one is a was a or maybe gold is a g and silver is a u it's something mm. like that or vice versa but that's what she said hmm. and uh you know and that's and i mean it's colorado I right. mean, gold and silver, you know, well, made right. that it's, state basically. It's, it's yeah. So you hear that, and Denver it's like, Nuggets. Oh, and then, right, the, <laughs> right, sure, the Denver Nuggets, and so you know, it's not now. I mean, I don't know. For all I know, maybe they were symbols of the Illuminati because they were probably involved in you know gold and silver, maybe also. Yes. But that's the explanation. Which, when you hear that, it's like, oh well, okay, that kind of does yeah. make sense. And, uh, uh s- slight uh just so we know gold is au au okay yes. and right. uh i can tell you silver too real quick if uh because i know our listeners are just sitting there going whoa They're on the edge of their so want to know what silver is and i don't have my own smartphone <laughs> maybe the last part isn't true ag ag is silver ag is silver okay well, see, that's I kind of I was thinking that it was A U and A G or yeah, you, you were know, right. somewhere in there because I've seen the photo on a you know a couple of the websites. That's and the, yeah, that's and all I know uh, about the you know the uh, the blue horse with the blazing red uh, eyes. Right, <laughs> that's supposed to be demonic. Well, it's a Denver Bronco. Well, that's what I thought. It's actually <laughs> not. It's yeah. a, it's some other type of symbol. But the these the sculptor of that piece of art was actually killed by that piece of art wow and so that's another that's perfect uh, you know because it's this stallion rearing up on its hind legs and his red eyes are blazing and when he was placing it or you know they were working on getting it situated a piece of it fell off and and killed him and killed him wow you know so there's that and then there's the bit about all the underground tunnels right. and rooms and you know things like this and 
that supposedly are headquarters of the Illuminati and meeting rooms for the Illuminati and all like this. And, and the, you know, they're like, well, you know, really. Well, I, since COVID, the Illuminati has been doing Zoom calls. So uh, it's, right. Zoom call like everybody, like everybody else. Well, yeah. And, uh, you know, their thing was and, and, you know, many airports today and DIA is r relatively new have a lot of underground stuff because, you know, to move things around because right. they got, you know, passengers and people up on the public concourses and stuff like that. And you're, you would probably prefer not to have a bunch of, you know, baggage cars and supply things and various stuff like that, mm -hmm. trying to get through all the crowds, especially on a holiday weekend for crying out loud. And so that's, you know, all of this is, you know, for that and some other things that kind of also make a little bit of sense and uh, some other things, but there are, I mean, it's really interesting, and you look at it, and they have gargoyles. That, oh, that's, uh, yeah. You Dude, know, there's that so people much wonder there. about. And one of them now, they have they have a new one that they've installed recently that you mean You mean that landed there and now lives there and uh, acts like he's an animatronic? Yeah. Okay. So Yeah, he ta talks and is right. very much, very interactive. Here's the thing. Like there's somebody or something real in, when, in there. I used to do a pickup Me. game. <laughs> I used to do a pickup poker game in my house. 10 people do a little tournament once a week and people would you know when you're playing with friends they're like what do you got and when they'd ask me what i have i'd always tell the truth so as texas hold them they'd see the board they'd say what do you got i say jack and a 10 i'm not lying i have a jack and a 10 i always tell the truth and there's played with the same people all the time all the time and here's what's so crazy. Every, well, not every time, probably about 65 to 70% of the time, they still bet into it to a loss because they thought this is the time he's not going to tell the truth. <laughs> now I wow. say that, I know it's so funny. I say that to say this, the best PR move in the world is to be honest with something that seems outlandish because they're just, they're like, I mean, like, so literally this report that comes out here to Congress, it'll be like, yeah, we've got a relationship with aliens, blah, 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 blah. And however they deliver it, all they got to do is make a little bit of a deadpan face. And then people go, oh, this guy. Okay. But there it is. We, there it is. I mean, they won't do it exactly well, like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like PR firms, especially get this man. Like if spin it by just deflecting right i mean well in my opinion the worst the worst thing to do is to deny comment right because you know i mean that immediately or in the old days of journalism uh that was always a red flag well if someone asks you if you're vaccinated and you say i'm not going to tell you they're going to assume you're not vaccinated yes that would be my guess. right yes. because the people who are pro-vaccine don't mind telling you they're pro-vaccine but the people who aren't do, by and large. That would be the conventional wisdom, yes. So here we are. So you. And so really, in a, you know, some people who say, I can't comment on that, or I won't comment on that, or I don't want to comment on that, they really are commenting on it. Yeah. They are giving you an answer. And uh, whether they realize it or not. Right. Uh, because, you know, if it's something you know, that uh, didn't happen or did happen, whatever. I mean, you know, 
if there's harm in or no harm in admitting that yes this happened or or that it didn't happen Mm -hmm. just come out and say it you know the only time you're going to refuse to comment is if it's something that's going to get you in trouble right and you know so and so you know if we extend this to the denver airport it probably you know it's very disarming when they come out and do that when they don't resist questions about this yeah when they deny 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 and say this is ridiculous we've talked about this you know that just kind of spurs more curiosity mm-hmm. you know and if you if there's really nothing to it just show us or just tell well, us and or whatever the, yeah. and so that's what they've done they've right. done this now whether it's a big old smoke screen that the illuminati have picked maybe it is well here's but you, you it can imagine reassures people that yeah. okay nothing weird's going on here well what's funny is literally just kind of like what you said if i'm the pr guy there and, and i get questioned i'm like well okay so you guys all yes we have underground facilities here's what we use them for we you know we we transfer you know bags like they go underground some of the trains go underground of course we use it as an escape tunnel for the illuminati we have a back cave and we have some nuclear weapons but other than that like that it's all normal stuff why you guys keep asking silly questions and all of what they said is true (laughs) because you know yeah it's just kind of disguised right it's just stuck right in the middle of it all and you're like he said a bat cave and all you have to do seriously if you really want to make that work where it's you just put up a freaking sign over one of the closets that says bat cave and then (laughs) boom we got a bat cave down there, Superman's lair, and you just name the different storage facilities after comic book things, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden your, your problem solved, you know? Yeah. And they're like, oh, take it seriously. We are, and and that's it. <laughs> I mean, but but the, the thing is, here's what I wish people could get a hold of. I don't like the idea that most people that the or the people that dismiss conspiracy theories they do so out of a preconceived notion that they already that everything is up and up and everything's up front and that is so annoying to me because it's just not true and so every single you know concept or idea if you're like oh that's stupid that didn't happen well what do you you don't think there's anybody around on the planet trying to just like do secret things that they're there's re- there's top secret clearance of course they're secrets if there wasn't there wouldn't be top secret clearance and that's not a made-up thing my son has top secret clearance and can't tell me things in fact i was talking to him the other day <laughs> and i said something i'm like well i don't even know why i'm i'm saying it just go look it up yourself i'm sure you've got that level of clearance <laughs> well you know and the interesting thing is i mean top secret when it comes to levels of security top secret is actually relatively low on the totem pole right which is probably a not very politically correct thing to say anymore but uh (laughs) so uh but uh, yes that's exactly right there are secrets and and you know when and and there's one that's out there in the news right now of course that everybody's still talking about and that's where covid came from right and the the mainstream media uh, you know, as soon as Trump said that he thought it came from the lab in China, everybody hated Trump so much that they just automatically assumed he was lying or he didn't know w- what he was talking about because, you know, he's orange man bad. Right. And uh, and then, you know, Fauci also was on board uh, with that. 
And if anybody would just think about it, just think about it. Mm-hmm. And you would, and none of them did, you know, at least in the, you know, your CBS, ABC, NBC, they're Washington propaganda. Post, they're not media. People like that. It's not objective media. It's just even, propaganda. They didn't even check. And so, you know, when you look at it and you take what, you know, we, and a lot of this we knew then, or at least Trump was telling us then that, you know, the first people who got sick were in Wuhan, China. Right. Which coincidentally is where the virology lab is. And the bat population where this supposedly started is like a thousand miles away from there. And then China puts out flight travel restrictions on from, uh, Wuhan. from Wuhan that they, they cannot travel anywhere in China no domestic travel from Wuhan but if you want to go to London and New York Paris go for it go for it mm-hmm. what does that tell you right. if you just think about it what does that say to you? They do think and about it, Randy. They choose when, not to report the truth. When the World Health Organization and the CDC are pressing the Chinese to let people in and the Chinese are going, uh, you know, we've already done an investigation and uh, we find uh, nothing wrong. And they're like, well, okay, well, can we see, uh, you know, can we get in there and see all your stuff? No. Um you've got nothing to hide everything's on the up and up and but we can't come in and no what does that tell you and so uh, you know now uh dr uh robert redfield who had been the cdc director in the uh trump uh, years uh you know came out the other day on uh, i think it was on sean hannity's show and maybe he's been on a couple others where uh he and uh, has believed for a while that this originated in Wuhan and he was saying the same thing that you know people in the science and he said he had been when he first broached this possibility he said he was sent death threats not by you know some goomba in west Nebraska but fellow scientists were sending him death threats about this kind of stuff and uh, so he said you know it got to where, and as we know, Twitter and Facebook, you know, banned people and took down posts that even brought up the possibility that it might have come from a lab. And Dr. Redfield was saying, you know, these are alternate theories. Mm. We don't know for sure what happened. And for somebody to say this definitely came from nature or this definitely came from a lab, nobody knows because there's no solid evidence. There's no smoking gun that indicates either one. But there's a lot of circumstantial evidence that indicates one of them. And that's that it began in the lab in Wuhan. Mm. And if anybody just will think for a minute, use critical thinking, not necessarily critical race thinking, but just critical thinking. Right. Most people, if they did that, would probably come to the same conclusion. Well, of course they would. That's the whole point of all of this. It's not 
I say this all the time. They're not even trying. Because right, they're not even. They're not, yes, they're not even. They're not trying. even trying. Now, some are beginning to start trying. I mean, you're hearing more and more of. Well, yeah. You know, people say, "Well, you know, actually, maybe this." You know. But I'm saying they're not even trying to hide their cover. You know, the fact that they're just propaganda wings. I mean, the because like okay, so this uh, girl comes out uh, yesterday or day before. She's a local Fox reporter. She's doing a live stand up, and she says, "Fox Corp has been censoring me." So she just says it right and so she's a lo- you mean here in Oklahoma City no, or not local mean, here just but, a local uh, and a local a market local within wow, right. okay so she lays this out. she says they've been censoring me she's literally they throw it to her and says okay before we get to that story I just wanted to share Fox Corp has been censoring me and it's kind of my attention has been censoring s- several other of their journalists um, and you can uh, find out more about what they're doing uh, as I've reached out to Project Veritas and she sat down with Project Veritas. Then she goes on to tell the story. Totally unrelated, too. It's like heat and air conditioning servicing is weird. <laughs> so, uh, of course, she gets fired from her job, right? Now, people are like, she got fired? And I'm like, yeah, because she was there to do a news show, and she basically just called out her boss as being somebody censoring her. So, yeah, of course she got fired. I'm not even surprised by this, right? But my point is, is that what what value... Let, that that happens like people come out to project veritas and every time veritas has been sued they've won or it's been dismissed because they're telling the truth it's factual stuff veritas is probably the only like big it's probably not the only it's the biggest real news organization right now that has the only agenda to reveal stuff right but here's what I find so interesting. I, I say that to say this. So we do live in this world where we just absolutely, you can't count on anybody being real and honest. But this is the one I find so interesting. So there was this meme going around on Facebook saying that a Nobel Prize winner said that everyone who was vaccinated will die within two years. And he would die from, uh, uh, let's see, what is it? Uh uh well crud where's i've got the post here but there's i've got to sort through now there i'm saying i got to sort through because this is actually kind of my bigger point he either said it or he didn't right <laughs> uh well one would think yes. one would think so you've got different people saying that okay so here's the headline the claim nobel prize winner said covid19 vaccine vaccine recipients have no chance of survival this is on yahoo news but several people reported this is basically false and then they go on and say the Biden administration announced May 25th the country had re- reached a milestone with 50% of adults now fully vaccinated, so on and so forth. Um, despite the successful rollout of the vaccines, misinformation and conspiracy theories continue to spread on social media and are contributing to vaccine hesitancy. And may, by the way, vaccine hesitancy needs no help. Right. <laughs> yeah. just, just contrary to people's belief. Um so this was on May 22nd, this first hit, a uh, thousand shares that uh, Luke Montagier, I don't know how to say his name, uh, said that there is no chance of survival for recipients of the coronavirus vaccine. There's no hope and no treatment for those who have been vaccinated already. We must be prepared to incinerate the bodies, according to the post. Now it says this, while he has made anti-vaccination comments in the past, he did not make the statements that the Facebook post attributes to him. Now, this is a key statement because he is a Nobel Peace Prize winning doctor. They go on to fact check a bunch of other things like 
no, the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine will not make your body Bluetooth connectable. <laughs> now I say that because no, and Darn. I and let me just say this again. We go back. Uh, and, and, and let me back well let me say that I'll get back to this point in a minute so it goes on to say that um, this guy Montagnier or whatever is how do you say it M-O-N-T-A-G-N-I-E-R so it's French he received his Nobel Prize in 2008 alongside fellow scientist Francois uh, with another hard to pronounce name <laughs> for work identifying the HIV virus so this guy is a He's not. Okay. He didn't win it in literature, right? Right. He right. he's a, he's a doctor who won it uh, doing work with viruses. Uh, he is known for his controversial comments about the origin of the coronavirus and his participation in anti-vaccination movements. The Facebook post claims that he said uh, all coronavirus recipients will die from antibody-dependent enhancement. That's what I was looking for. Antibody-dependent enhancement. So here's the point. They're, factually, they're correct. He didn't say that. And it's pretty outlandish claims that anyone would say that. And when you hear that post, but you see, they, they buried that in with something else that's ridiculous about Bluetooth connectivity. It's just like what I said a minute ago. Yeah, we use these tunnels for this. We've got the Batcave. We've got the Solitude, Fortress of Solitude for Superman, nuclear weapons. They're doing the same thing. The, the fact is there is a guy who won the peace prize for his work with HIV, who is very anti-vax and for that reason, for the dependency of our bodies, uh, on, on what, you know, how, how do they word it? Cause I don't, I'm not smart enough to, to see uh, antibody dependent enhancement. And I, and so I, you know, this is the thing, like I get so frustrated with this cause this is not about truth. It's not about, letting people decide for themselves it's about one side fighting the other side with the same crap the problem is the memes are created by some random person who says this guy said this it's a paraphrase that turns into a bigger thing right whereas the media reports on stories and intentionally shifts the narrative with no well, journalistic and, integrity and some uh some of the things that you see that are purported to be actual news stories really aren't no that they're totally made up right to do just exactly what you're talking about there yeah because you can print your retraction on a s saturday afternoon somewhere yeah. and nobody yeah. will see it right right or you don't or don't print one at all don't print one at all uh, but, you know, when you're blasting a huge headline like that, I mean, you don't, if you are going to, if you've been caught in a lie yeah. like that, you will generally print a retraction, but it'll be buried on, you know, the bottom of page 18 or whatever. It's not going to come out with a blazing headline we wrong. top of the fold. <laughs> that on the front page that's going to say, eh, you know, we screwed up. That's not going to happen. Boy, I'll tell you, if a newspaper did that, they would instantly gain a ridiculous amount of credibility, wouldn't they? Uh, they probably would, yes. I mean, think about yes. the New York Times coming out with the headline, and we they, were wrong. And at the same time, uh, you know, you might say, well, you know what? Hey, that's that's great to admit that, but I'm never reading oh, yeah. that rag again. Well, sure. Uh, but you were probably already there if you were at that point. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Right. A person and who's there is probably already there. Yes, yes. And more and more people are, and not always because they don't trust what's in there, although I've gotten to where 
you know, I don't really trust what's in the New York Times or the Washington Post or, you know, a lot of those others. But it's just because there are so many other outlets now where you and, it, and it's interesting. I mean, depending upon, you know, where you go, there's no easy way to determine if what you're reading or seeing on whatever news source you're looking at or listening to, uh, you really have no way of knowing for sure if that's true or not. Right. Well, dude, listen. I mean, you, I, you know, I think because, I mean, you know, you the can't way know. I lean politically. And so I'm going generally to trust more of what I see or read on Fox News right. than I do on CBS, NBC, ABC, All MSNBC, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I mean, I have no real way of. You don't know. Knowing. I just, I guess I've watched them because I agree with most of what they're well, saying. Well, sure. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a, uh, what do they call it? The, your, but it's also, it's also when you look at it and you look at it fairly and you look at it and you think about it a little bit. Mm -hmm. Those others that I mentioned, the various networks, they poo-pooed the whole Wuhan theory calling sure. it fringe conspiracy lunacy oh yeah all this racist because it involved racist, the chinese yeah. and fox was out there going now now wait a minute right. think about this da 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 and uh, now the others are starting to go well you know what we probably dismiss this a little you know too early and i and it doesn't take i mean you know you have you have Hunter Biden, mm -hmm. all those text messages where he's calling his lawyer his N-word, or it's not really, it's not really the N-word with a capital N, mm. it's the slang version of the N-word with a little N. And no R at the end? No R at the end. I see. And uh, so, you know, in a way, I think, and I, I mean, uh, I've been around people who say this, most of them are black who will use that slang word you know if they're a good buddy of it, hey right. he's my mm. and then a and then in this case hunter biden is using that same word hey he's my mm, talking about his lawyer and his best buddies and stuff like that yeah not a word about it well in no. the corporate but media dude come world. on they're joe biden uh, right, yeah, that's what like I'm saying. Like father, got, like son. You got <laughs> you got Hunter Biden saying that. And, and I quote, if well, you don't vote for yes, me, you're yes, not yes, black. Yes, yes, But my point in this, <laughs> Jeez, my point in sorry. this is saying Hunter Biden, is he's the son of the president of the United States. Yeah. All right? And he's bandying that word about like that, like he says it all the time. Crickets right. in the national media. A... 15 year old girl she said the same thing with the same meeting hey, right. she's my meaning she's my yeah. buddy my pal my you know whatever and she's been roasted and toasted the country singer morgan wallen saying the same thing to one of it that a neighbor happened to be you know had their video camera out mm. or whatever and they caught him saying it he had no most of you have no racist intent. Yeah. You know, they're just trying to be. Racism's been redefined, though, so it doesn't yeah. matter now. But anyway, they've I mean, been. I'm saying, you know, it's an yeah. anonymous, basically, 15 year old girl somewhere in the United States, Morgan Wallen, 
who had been on a fast track to really yeah. superstardom in the country music world, but nonetheless, he's not the son of the president of the United States. He's just some singer. Right. And there have been a couple of other instances of the same thing where the media, the the big, you know, CBS, NBC, ABC, uh, MSNB, et cetera, et cetera. MSM, you mainstream know, media. Yeah, where they have done story after story after story after story after story about that. Mm-hmm. And so somebody said, well, you know what? What if Don Jr., when oh, Trump was the president on. of the United States, I mean, I, you know, surely everybody would think if Don Jr., if those texts had yeah. come out, oh, what do you think would have happened? Nothing. Oh they would have treated gosh. him just like they're treating Hunter. <laughs> well, <laughs> Look, man, I this want is some of what you're drinking. Th- this uh, is the this is the reality, though, man. Like, there's it is this, a reality. Th- that's what yes. I mean. They're not trying to hide it. They don't care. This is just how mm-hmm. it is. the The mainstream media, in at large, is the propaganda wing of the United States uh, establishment government. Not the people, the establishment. They are their propaganda wing. And they will use them forever because they pay them. There, There is definitely monetary incentivization. incentivization no, that's the word. Incentivization. There it is. Um, there's money to be made. There's money to be made, whether they pay them directly or... Dude, I mean, come on. The whole, well, they also get paid in uh, access. That's what I'm saying. They, they, get, they make well, their they money get, by getting you know, access. Yes, but, and ex- by extension, you know, when you have that kind yeah. of access, you're able to write certain big time stories True that will get you more money. True or not, right? Those right. Stories are, like this is this well, is one that just came out the other day. Most of them aren't true. Well, there's a book. I can't remember the author's name. You guys can look it up. He was an editor of the New York Times uh, financial page right he's writing a book or wrote a book that outlines how one of the many things i'm sure how the trump administration specifically put pressure on justice kennedy to retire so they could uh put in kavanaugh well it goes on if you read the article because the it was i think the guardian or somebody got an early release it goes on to talk about some of the examples of how they put pressure on him and one of the examples was, uh, is it Ivana? I don't know. What's his daughter's name? Is that right? Ivanka? I think what? Ivanka was his ex-wife. Yeah. I don't know. One Whatever it is. His daughter sitting next to the justice. Yep. At, a, at an event. So clearly putting pressure on him to resign his post as a Supreme Court member. Like that is your evidence. He's, she sat next to him at an event they were both at. Yeah. No question. They weren't talking about uh, anything but him retiring, I'm sure. And, and it, it's like it's things like that. So what happens is he writes this book. In that is his own conjecture. And you think the New York Times financial editor has some motivation for wanting to sell his book? I kind of would think so. In fact, I think anybody who writes a book has motivation to sell it. That's why they write the book. That's why they, yes. So... So they go off and he's, he makes these claims. That, that, that's all it is. It, it doesn't have to. I mean, there's more things he says, but they're all that kind of thing. They're all, well, you don't know what's said. You're just, it's just inference, right? And you're just, I think this because I want to think this. And, and now it's reported by The Guardian as a news story about a book that tells all, even though the book has absolutely no basis in fact. But that's all it takes, right? Uh, I mean, if you and I right now made a claim that was outlandish, 
but it fit the narrative, then it could be podcasters all over the country are reporting blah, 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 blah by some news agency because it fits the narrative. We could just make it up. There's, it doesn't matter if we make it up. Well, it, uh, you know, here's the other thing. And their story's true, uh, right? Because we uh, well, would say it. You know, even if even if it is true, there's a lot of pressure being uh, put on Stephen Breyer by the Democrats right now that he should retire. Yeah. And he is one of them. He's a liberal Supreme Court justice, although once in a while, he, you know, he doesn't follow the exact line. That's of actually all why this, this came up because and, of that. Uh, it, and Anthony Kennedy was more of a uh, a liberal certainly when you put him up against people like you know the former justice antonin scalia and you know people like that but occasionally he would vote with the conservative side he could be a swing vote in there but he's also a supreme court justice they're not term limited right and so really they're you know he could just turn around and go you know screw you yeah i'm gonna be here until i drop dead in my tomato bisque and uh Wow, <laughs> that's know, a right? pretty picture. Yeah, and uh, you know, because there's my, no, I mean, unless the, unless it was something like you know, hey, we're gonna, you know, we have pictures of you and You're whatever, right. or who knows, and that obviously would probably put some pressure on somebody if that was a legitimate situation. Um, but I mean, you know, there's people out there now chanting, "Briar must retire." and on the steps of the Supreme Court. So, I mean, he's being pressured also. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, hey. Because they want Biden to be able to name, a, nominate a, somebody for the Supreme Court before he, you know, keels over into his tomato right. bisque. I'm sure. What Now, did you hear this? This is another neat uh, headline that came out the other day. Um, Biden's uh, the Biden presidency or Biden's uh, the White House as was Biden's White House uh, encourages Americans to if they see something say something using the Homeland Security uh, mantra um, to report friends and family who may have become radicalized politically think about that so they're going to turn on themselves <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. The, the, okay. It goes on to say that the Department of Homeland Security is a nonpartisan <laughs> group. And, and it's like, yeah, because the first people they're going to go after are those, uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, to me, we the call first people Antifa, I, I, but, I would go after are the people that are chunking uh, Molotov cocktails I know. into uh, stores no. and, you know, burning things those down. Those don't and count like because that. they're uh, nobody's friend or family, apparently. Uh, okay. No, but the rest of us, the Americans, if you feel like it, somebody, I mean, think about it, right? You've got a bunch of 30-somethings whose parents or in-laws, a dude doesn't like his in-laws, and all he does is he's like, hey, listen, man. So I'm concerned they're getting kind of radicalized. I mean, I don't know that they're going to have violent acts, but they do have an AR-15, and and that's enough. That we're moving to a place in our society that is exactly like it was in 1975 Russia. You didn't like your neighbor. You simply notified the party and said, they've said some uh, comrade, comrade, they've said disparaging things about the Communist Party. Well, it was also kind of like that in 1963 in my first grade class there well, was some of that going on well there you go you know mandy's pulling my hair that's true you know, there was a girl she was but sitting the difference right in front is of me. she had pigtails you were and, not you know, disappeared like, huh no 
But no. in Soviet Russia, yeah, you're, yeah. the next day a neighbor right. gone, you have bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good Russian accent. That's more of a Yakov you know, speaking Smirnoff. Of, uh, the, the, speaking of the Russians, uh, you know, they had... Uh, Vladdy oh. Putin uh, met with uh, Flashcard you know, Joe. Flashcard <laughs> flash Joe, and it was interesting. I listened. I didn't watch any of it because I was traveling over here. Uh, but uh, Putin uh, went uh, almost an hour with his news conference, and uh, he got some pretty tough questions. He had a big Russian spin on uh, everything, but I mean. You know, he answered everything, was very, seemed like he totally was in charge of what was going on and things like that. And to, <laughs> only by contrast to the American well, president. You know, actually, to Biden's credit, I listened to his as well, and he took more questions than I thought he would. And, uh, and he had some tough questions that he answered. He spoke, I didn't, like I said, I didn't get to see it. His opening statement, though, you know, Putin, no teleprompter, no flashcards, right. none of that stuff. And uh, I I was hearing on there from, you know, the reporters that were there, and I and admit full honesty here, I was listening to Fox. You probably didn't hear this if you were listening to, you were watching CBS or, you know, whatever. But uh, the Fox guy who was in there uh, said that uh, Joe had teleprompters for his opening uh, monologue, which went about 15 minutes or so. Wow. And he had some notes on flashcards and stuff like that, I guess with like the name and picture of whoever he was going to call. Right. On. Oh yeah. And, and maybe the, you know, and they may have provided questions because apparently that goes on Yep. and uh, would have notes on, you know, what to say and stuff like that. But I mean, just, just listening sounded better than I was afraid that it would. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, we'll see what comes uh, of all of this. But he really didn't, I mean, you know, he had changed his tone. You know, he'd called Putin a killer and all like this. And then he ended up, you know, when they were over there, I think it was the day before, yeah, it was yesterday, where he said, you know, oh, he seems very bright and knows what's going <laughs> on and uh, worthy adversary. Worthy You know, adversary. and so he changed his tone on You know the, who else is that. a worthy adversary for Joe Biden? Mickey freaking Mouse. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Just saying. Yeah. So it's... Uh, all right. I do want to get into... I kind of want to shift uh, gears here. And, it's probably uh, for the best. Get into uh, something uh, else. Did you hear about Scotty Brooks? No. No longer the head coach of the Washington Wizards. Really? His contract, uh, which paid him uh, $35 million over the course of the last five years, wow. uh, it ran out uh, at the end of the regular season, and uh, he and the Wizards had been in negotiations on a new deal, but they could not come together and uh, reach an agreement. I'm guessing the Wizards came in low and Scotty came in high, and, you know, that's the way that was. I see. And uh, so he will be moving on. The Wizards got off to a terrible start in the NBA season, but then, you know, and part of that was Russell Westbrook was not healthy, mm -hmm. and then he was, and Russ, remember, went on that run of right. triple doubles, and the Wizards had a big winning streak and made it to the playoffs. And Russ, I remember Russ uh, being interviewed at one time, and somebody asked him about Scotty Brooks, and he, and he said, you know, hey, he's been great, I love 
playing for him. He really knows what he's doing. You know, all like this, great praise for him. But but so he'll be looking for another job. And they're now with the Wizards today. Also, the Pelicans fired Stan Van Gundy today, just one year after they hired him. Yeah. And so now there's six head coaching jobs open in the NBA. So there are other... Are they paying more than 15 an hour? Yes. Okay, well... They are, I would guess. So all you guys Uh, out there, you're sitting there and you're debating whether or not you should just keep getting your unemployment checks. Yeah, there are jobs available in the NBA. There's some jobs available if you're woke. The Celtics, the Pacers, the Magic, the Trailblazers, and the uh, Pelicans. You got to be insane to go coach the Trailblazers. You got to live in Portland, man. Well, you could live in maybe a suburb. That's even worse. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, I would li- if it's an autonomous zone that I am the godfather of. I guess uh, I could do that. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, things are uh, things are pretty nuts up there. You know, if Scotty wants, uh, you know, there's uh, Stephen Adams. You know, his place for the Pelicans now. And uh, but you know, there are some other jobs out there. So I would imagine that he'll hook up with uh, somebody or he may I mean you know he may just decide he took a what a two year break after he left the Thunder or one year it was only a one year I think it was only a one year and then he got the gig in Washington and he may do the same you know sort of thing I mean he's made pretty good money right uh, and he's not frivolous you know from his time here in Oklahoma City you don't see you didn't see him as like he drove a Prius Prius right (laughs) yes not a decked out Prius just a Prius just a yes just a plain old Prius and that's all of his money is tied up in Dogecoin I hear uh well maybe it is (laughs) you know maybe maybe uh I I, you know I, I don't know but he's He's looking for another job. And then, uh, you know, it's a week. This is Wednesday, a uh, coming up Tuesday night. So we'll have something to talk about on Wednesday. Yeah. Tuesday night is the NBA draft yep. lottery. And uh, so we'll have a pretty good idea then of where the Thunder will be drafting, or at least where they'll be slotted in. Now, they Sam Preston's known for making some deals, and he has a lot of assets built up. That's for sure. So there could be something happen, but if, if everything, say if it's a great night for the Thunder, if all the ping pong balls fall Oklahoma City's way, the Thunder could have the number one pick in the draft and the number five pick in the draft. The number one pick would be their own. Yeah. Right now they're slotted in in the fourth position, but they could move up to number one. Houston, the Rockets are number one now, yeah. But they could, if the ping pong balls go totally wrong for them, mm-hmm. could fall as low as five. Well, and if they fall as low as five, then that pick goes to the Thunder because of the Russell Westbrook Chris Paul trade. Right. And uh, if it, it was that draft pick was top four protected, mm-hmm. but if they end up being fifth, then the Thunder would would have that pick. And if things go totally wrong for the Thunder, they could from their fourth spot fall as low as eighth Mm -hmm. and then they would uh, get i think it's miami's pick uh which would be 18th well let's think about this if we look historically at what some of these picks and where they were players uh do you remember where russell westbrook was drafted I believe the year Russ was drafted he was the number three was he number three number three overall and people and most people were like, crazy. holy yeah. crap, number three, really? They expected it maybe top 10, but not three. Yeah, or somewhere or in even, the first round, but, right. but not 
third. And then you and had, then the next year, James Harden was right. number four. And right. again, people were like, what? Exactly. And of course, you know, they, they both uh, turned into MVPs. That's the best part. You see, when Presti has the pick of the litter and the pick of the litter is the top 10. If you have, if he has two picks in the top 10, he will pick two all-stars guaranteed. That's kind of uh, that. That has kind of been his track record. I mean, it well, really has. Well, actually, when he's had, when he's had that, and when he's had picks, uh, let's see where were they? Because I don't know that they've had other than uh, Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden, who were Durant was the second pick in his draft. Russ was number three. Harden was number four. Right. And then I want to say the next highest. Pick, I think, was the 11th Stephen Adams pick, and that was Stephen Adams. Yeah. And I think they've had somebody else at around that 11th. 12th. I thought pick we had a 12th 12, pick. Somewhere also in there. Yeah. Uh, but when he's had picks as high as he may have them this year, yeah. not only have they been all stars, they've been MVPs. MVPs. Right, right. So I, you know, yeah. I mean, who knows what could happen? Uh, and there's no guarantee that even if they have the number one pick and the number five pick, that they would keep both. You would think that they would keep the number one pick because then you can get whoever whoever it is you yeah. want. You don't trade up to the number one or but trade down from that pick. You some teams have. Well, and if you, you don't, it yeah, depends on depends on the year, on the year, yeah. and what if, you know who you have on if your. If the board. Lakers had the number one pick for some weird reason. <laughs> They would probably be willing to trade it away. They might, of, although after I mean, the year after they this, had this year, year then yeah, maybe they wouldn't. But you know what I'm saying. But it got, all yeah. depends upon who has that pick, what they need. You know, are they? Would they be able to get the player right. that they that really they want. want if they were to trade down two or three spots? Right. I mean, it's not sure. like not like going from one to twenty-one. Sure. But going from one to say five yeah. or four or something like that. Would they still be able to get the, if they would still think they could get the player that they really want or really need? But wouldn't, uh, don't most teams at that point though, wouldn't they just do a, uh, like a sign and trade deal? Like where, or I don't know if that was what it'd be called, but you would work out with a team that's going to get the player you want. You know, let's. You, well, that's how, that, that's how most things end, end up right. going. But say, what, yeah, I'm going to get the guy. Who do you want? Okay, we'll get him. You draft this guy. Well, that's the way, that's. Yeah, that's the way it comes down. Because I would NBA. think that's not way like better it's, insurance. It's not like in the in the NFL and the 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 way the NBA does the draft. You know, these trades happen, and then the guy comes out wearing the hat of the team that supposedly drafted him. Right. And but he's not ever going to play for that team. Right. And so it just looks stupid. It is dumb. But you do that if if you're thinking, okay, I will give you. Say you've got the number five pick. And I said, but you've got a player on your team that I really want. Right. And uh, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, I'll give you my pick at number one. You give me this player that you're wanting. And, uh, you know, uh, maybe you've got a, a pick, a first round pick somewhere down the line or a second round pick, or maybe there's a couple players or, you know, whatever. That's how you you know you do that sort of thing and then maybe the you know if i've got the number one pick then maybe i'm thinking i can get a guy that is still going to be really good that i really like mm -hmm. at number five and 
now I've got not only that guy, but I've got the guy I really wanted off of your team. Yeah. And you're able to pick whoever it is you want because now you've got the number one pick. Exactly. And, and maybe that player that I'm really interested in, you know, maybe he's making a, a boatload of cash and you're in a situation where you want to cut back a little bit and so you're you know the guys on rookie contracts well he's going to make less than maybe the guy that you have and there's all kinds of things that go into it so i it'll be but i will be and you know how i feel about the nba right now i've kind of lost a lot of interest in it but uh, that will be interesting to see what happens yeah. on a tuesday night uh, and uh, it'll be on ESPN. And then the NBA draft itself will be on July is this, 29th. Is this the first year that Oklahoma City's in the lottery? Or were no. they? I mean, I. Because okay. remember, well. I mean, because I'm looking no, back. Well, I mean, Harden was drafted by Oklahoma City, and that was the fourth pick. Oh, that's right. That's right. I mean, Kevin Durant was no, drafted yeah, by the Seattle CS, Supersonics. Yeah. Russell Westbrook technically was drafted by the Seattle Supersonics, although about yeah. a month after the draft, they became the Oklahoma City Thunder, so he right. never played for yeah. the Seattle Supersonics. Right. But the so when yeah, Harden was Harden drafted, was the first. Was uh, our, yeah. it was the it was the Oklahoma City Thunder, right? Then. But we haven't even been eligible for the lottery since that, right? Uh, no, I mean there was. Remember, they didn't make the playoffs in. Uh, was it twenty? 15 2015 2016 somewhere kind of right in there is it, oh is that the one where anthony of, davis sunk a, a half court shot to kill the tiebreaker between us oh, and new orleans yeah maybe that and was, kicked us out of the playoffs so, with a with know, buzzer beater at half yeah court. it was one of those kind of things i remember that because everyone was geared up here. we were geared up for playoffs and, uh, yeah and anthony davis playing for the pelicans chucks but this is the first year since the thunder's first year here yeah. that they've had a record like what they had right. this past season. And and really, uh, you know, when they were at full strength, before guys got injured and before they sat Al Horford and Mike Muscala down, they were pretty competitive in yeah. most every game they played. I mean, you know, their record was right around 500, you mm -hmm. know, those first couple months of the season. And I remember a lot of people were kind of going – the heck i thought we were going to tank the season we're trying to get the number one pick you guys you, at this rate you're going to be in the freaking playoffs what right. are you guys thinking and uh then you know they got some they got a couple guys hurt that it looked like we're going to be out long term and then that's kind of that kind of tipped the scales probably at that point although realistically even had they made the playoffs they probably wouldn't go very far but right. at that point then i think they're thinking well now you know we're really going to be screwed because you know I, th I think publicly it was always that Shea Gilgis Alexander would be back and all this kind of stuff privately and internally with the Thunder they probably knew that he was not physically not going to be able to come back and a couple of those other guys and so they were thinking well now you know, we might as well. And they went and had the talk with Horford and they had the talk with Mike Mascala, who both proved during the first couple months of the season that they can still play and be yeah. a, play a valuable role for certain teams. And uh, so everybody agreed to, you know, that they were going to sit out the rest of the season. And then the Thunder went about seeing what those young guys can do yeah. and uh, see if, if they would 
be somebody that could stick and become a contributing member of the team going forward or if they would end up being part of a trade somewhere yeah. or that you know uh, we just need to walk away from trade bait from uh this guy yeah so we still paying oh uh singler uh last i checked we were <laughs> but uh, that may have run out by now because they stretched right. his salary and and his five or six million that they were paying him was going to be stretched out over five or six seasons at about a million per and uh we may not go into this we may not be still paying him i would absolutely love to get on a roster long enough to just stretch out even two million over five years (laughs) i know that would be nice wouldn't it It uh all right well there's the music that means we have uh, reached the end of our allotted time on uh, this edition of scatter shooting but we'll be back uh, next wednesday unless the censors get a hold of us and we'll talk a little more thunder basketball because we'll know about the draft lottery and we'll talk more about whatever conspiracy theories are happening in the world conspiracies conspiracies not theories okay all right all right that'll do it for uh this week i'm randy renner and i'm jeremy grimmett you guys have fun whatever you're doing take care so that you can be back with us again next week